Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. When did you feel the presence of God touch your life? Maybe it was at a powerful retreat. Maybe it was an inspirational talk. Or maybe it was just sitting quietly before the Blessed Sacrament in adoration. In all three of the scripture readings for this weekend, we see people coming into contact with God, and their lives changed forever. Here's the first lesson that we can take from the three readings for this weekend. God does break into our life, and oftentimes when we least expect it, and when we have little warning. Turn to the first reading. Here we have Isaiah. He's in the temple praying, and it says, I saw the Lord seated on high in a lofty throne, with a train of his garment filling the temple. Seraphim were stationed above. They cried out to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. Of the earth is filled with his glory. At the sound of that cry, the frame of the door shook, and the house was filled with smoke. Well, suddenly, as Isaiah is praying in the temple, God and all the angels surround him. Fast forward to the gospel. Jesus suddenly gets into Peter's boat, unannounced, even without being invited. He gets down into Peter's boat, sits down, and says to Peter, Now put out to sea. Now, can you imagine Jesus maybe getting into your car and telling you, Okay, let's go. In fact, let's go this way. Now, remember, Peter is a fisherman. His boat meant everything to him. His boat wasn't just a means of travel or leisure. It was a way of the way he made his living. His whole livelihood depended upon that boat since he was a fisherman. Symbolically, Jesus is now entering into Peter's life in a radical way, changing it. It's God who breaks into all of our lives, not the other way around. So often you may hear of that popular New Age spirituality. It's based upon the human being in search of God. Well, the implication is God is some distant figure, standing out in some place waiting for us to find him. And therefore, our quest is to find God, to find him and catch him. Well, that's not the biblical truth about our God. Instead, God seeks us out. And that is prevalent in all three of the scripture readings for this weekend and throughout the entire Bible. In fact, God seeks out us passionately. And so we see that in all three figures, in Isaiah, in Paul, and in Peter. Remember last week's reading from Jeremiah. It is God that calls Jeremiah into being. In fact, he says to Jeremiah, Before I even created you, I knew you. Before you were even born, I dedicated you. A prophet to all the nations. Well, just as Jesus gets into Peter's boat, 
Well, he now gets into our life. And once that happens, he directs us. Now, how often do people just do the opposite? They want to be in control of their life. Well, our God is transcendent, in which he breaks into our life, and we realize that we are now in the presence of someone we cannot control. That's why Jesus, he tells Peter, put out into the deep. Now, so many of us live our lives in shallow spirituality. We seek money or pleasure, fame or notoriety, thinking that those things will somehow give us fulfillment and joy in life. Well, when Jesus comes into our life, he wants to unite our lives with him so that we now live our lives deeply connected to God. It's not chasing around for some trivial things, such as materialism, power, or honor. Now, notice Peter's response in the gospel. He says to Jesus, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing, but at your command, I will lower the nets. Notice that's the voice of the world. The voice of a person that says, you know, I've been seeking joy and purpose and meaning in my life, and I haven't found it yet. Well, that's the sad spiritual truth. But only when we turn our lives over to Jesus and allow him to direct our boat, our life, then we will find purpose and meaning in life. And see, this is why Jesus directs Peter. We need to turn our lives over to Christ. Only when that happens will we find purpose, joy, and meaning in life. What's important about this scene from the scriptures is that Peter cooperates with God's grace and does precisely what Jesus asks him to do. That's why Peter says, At your command, I will lower the nets. Well, it's a basic biblical truth. When we confront God and cooperate with his grace, we'll be changed and our lives will be redirected or reorientated towards Christ. Now, with that in mind, go to the second reading from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. Paul is speaking to the Corinthians and telling them that his life was radically changed on that road to Damascus when he encountered the risen Christ and cooperated with his grace. His whole life changed forever. Now listen what Paul says. After Jesus had appeared to James, then to all the apostles, last of all, as to one born abnormally, he appeared to me. For I am the least of all the apostles, not fit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. Paul continues. He says, But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace to me has not been ineffective. Indeed, I have toiled harder than all of them, and not I, however, but the grace of God that is within me. Well, Paul simply acknowledges he has put out into the deep waters with Christ. He has essentially linked himself to Jesus Christ in the deepest part of God. And with God's grace, Paul is accomplishing things he has never even dreamed of. In fact, he's evangelized two continents, Europe and Asia. Well, the same thing holds true with us. Just like Paul and Isaiah and Peter, when we have encountered the risen Lord in our life, 
then we essentially, we put out into the deep. We are deeply connected with Christ. And in doing so, we can do things that we never imagined through our faith and especially through God's grace. It transforms us for the better. Now, let's go back to the gospel. It says, When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and the nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in another boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats, so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Now, we all know fish provides nourishment for us. But the ancient Christian symbol was that the divine life feeds us. When we are linked with Christ, we can expect to be nourished always. If we really want life and life in abundance, if we want peace and meaning and fulfillment, it can only be found in the deep waters of Christ's life. And so when we lower our nets and welcome Christ into our life, such that Christ and Christ alone is at the center of our life, then we will be fed, and fed in abundance. Now, next it says, Simon Peter saw this and fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Well, the closer we get to Christ, the more we see how far off or how off-center we are from Christ. We see our own sinfulness. We see this up and down the Bible, the lives of the saints. The closer we get to God, the more we become aware of our sinfulness. And so why is that? Well, when one travels toward the light of Christ, essentially the light of Christ illuminates our entire life. And we become ordered to Christ, but also we see or become more aware of our sin. And yet, what does our culture tell us? Admitting our sin is some type of neurotic tendency. You know, it's a sign of low self-esteem. I would argue that the person who is moving away from God is the person that says, you know, I'm okay, you're okay, we're all okay. Instead, this great spiritual moment of Isaiah, in which he says to God, Woe to me, for I am a sinful man. He admits his speech is unclean. His whole life is unclean. He acknowledges. He acknowledges that in the presence of God. Peter says to Jesus, leave me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Well, we do the same thing. Every time we celebrate Mass, at the very beginning of Mass, we engage the penitential rite. We say the confidior, I confess to Almighty God that I have sinned. So, essentially, the Bible wants us to confess our sins. Yes, and that is good for us to do. And so it is good for us to confess our sins, to admit them. Why? Because we're only human. We are capable of making mistakes and hurting others as well as God. But this is the key. When we're in the presence of God, we confess our sins so that what? God can rid those sins away from us. And then we can become the person that God created us to be. God wants nothing more than to rid us of our sins so that what? Now we are prepared. We are prepared to be the person that God created us to be. And I think that's what you see in all three of the readings for this weekend. With Isaiah, with Paul and Peter. They all acknowledge their sin. Yes, that's true. We all do. Because of that, we think we're not worthy. 
of being in the presence of God or even serving God. We think our sin prevents us from being in relationship with God. But we have to acknowledge our sin, sure, in order for God to get rid of it. That's why in the first reading with Isaiah, it says the angel touched his lips with a hot coal and forgave his sins. With Peter, Jesus says to him, from now on you will be catching men. Well, God has cleared away our sins so that what? We can now become the person that God created us to be. Now we can live a life that is deeply rooted in the life of Jesus Christ. And in doing so, we will always be in a right relationship with him. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.